Hello, listeners. This is Chris Miller, co-host of your all-time favorite podcast, Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades. If you like what you hear and you want to lend your support, please go to patreon.com slash trrpod. And for as little as $1 a month, you can receive early access to new episodes as well as exclusive bonus content. That's right, it's a dollar. Come on, you have that much money right now in that weird little gap between your driver's seat and your center console. It's probably rattling around in the dryer right now. If you have a dog, there's a good chance that it has eaten that much change at least once in its life. So, for your beloved pet's sake, consider going to patreon.com slash trrpod and giving us that dollar instead. Your dog will thank you, and so will I. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to our Rasputin Roundup. Six episodes. Our biggest series we've ever done. <laughs> Holy shit. You're welcome. We're finally... Oh. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here I, I'm here in protest. I would like to thank. I would like to send a big thank you to our friend Keith Volhop, your president. I'd also like to send a big fuck you to our friend Keith Volhop, your president. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I... I uh, yeah. Just jealous. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> What a series it was. Uh, of course, it's Rob North here with These Rose and Renegades. Here with- oh, oh, well, I was just going to say I'm your co-host, Chris Miller. That's usually my usually my audio cue, but mm. well, everything's different now. Hey, it's a, it's the Padre Michael Arnett, and I, I just got to say that, it, you know, it. look, the end of the episode, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, it's, I, I'm being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm right there with it. There's the thing. I'm right there with the great with my with my great heroes, um, Mike Liddell. Were you uh, at that which, Hardee's? No, I was not at that Hardee's. I was at uh, I, I was actually across town at the Chick Fil A. <laughs> when it happened, God, and, and it, freaking Patriots, man, Patriots. His Chick Fil A is spelled different, and they actually hold singles up. Yeah. Uh, Chick Philly, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, unfortunately, still no Kyle Graper. He is. Uh, he is Speaking not unable Phillies. to be here. Actually, we, let's, he's let's, actually he's, he's hey, off actually doing very good work. Yeah, tonight. this is yeah, kind of an important thing, believe it or not. Yeah. But uh, we're still going to make fun of him because when Kyle's not here, we bully Kyle. It's. It's a rule, and sometimes I bully I bully Kyle when he is here. Yeah, we do bully Kyle when he's here too. Would but... you guys just admit that it, it, that, that the next one's on the boiler, right over there? I see <laughs> it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the 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 tube the test tube water has to be at the right temperature in order for it to take. Is this Kyle nine point uh, No, 10. no, six point oh. Six point oh. Okay. This is Kyle Sigma Prime. I lost uh, count. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, what a series it was. God, a lot of work went into this. Um, I I just kind of want to take a little time and just kind of go around the table and get everyone's impressions of, of the story we told and what you found to be the like. It, it, let me ask this question: What do you guys? What did you guys find to be the most surprising part of the story? The most surprising thing you learned? I think for me, it's just. It's a pretty safe assumption, regardless of, of whether you've read thousands of pages on Rasputin, whether you've done or whether you've read zero pages on Rasputin, is that how much of this stuff, knowing what we know from reputable sources, how much of the weird shit is plausible? Mm-hmm. 
Like, does anybody who knows who Rasputin is think he was actually like some sort of wizard man? Probably not. Like, was this man practicing like dark magics in Russia? Probably not. But like, so many of his truly bizarre exploits, there is that little shred of well. Maybe he was doing weird shit. Did he have some, like, occult knowledge or knowledge of occult practice? Right. Probably yes, because so did so many of the people he surrounded himself with, especially once he gained access to the aristocracy. I mean, this was happening in Russia, but it was happening all across Europe. It was happening in the Americas. The rich and the idle found time to start digging into the occult and digging into mysticism and digging into alternative religions and... You know, this is the time of Madame Helena Blavatsky. This is the time of Astara. This is the time when all of that stuff comes out. And he, and he, he definitely had some knowledge of it. And, and not only just based on that stuff going on in the era, there's also, you know, the little bit of knowledge being uh, an acolyte or uh, mm-hmm. starista or, or, or whatever. Um, when I was in seminary, I had to learn a little bit of the occult practices and stuff like that because uh, you're battling your enemy, and you need to know your enemy. It's yeah, it, it, there's yeah, it's that kernel of truth, and and he was yeah. a he was a mystic. He was primarily an Orthodox Christian mystic, but he also navigated <laughs> away from that. Um, but also. He was somebody who, I think it's clear from the evidence that we found, he was somebody who was a very, very keen observer of the way people acted, of the way people spoke. I don't think he could have reached the levels he did without being so. And that would have absolutely led him to pick up on some of the stuff that was the the zeitgeist in the Russian aristocracy at the time. Yeah. But, well, actually, what, what really got me about this series is exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. What, what stuck with me and stayed with me the entire time was after his, um, after his first pilgrimage, when he came home, and there's stories about him sitting from his daughter, his daughter sitting on his lap and talking about, and, you know, what he had done and, you know, the, hey, hey, I came home and. Where'd you go? What'd you see? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It did it, it, the humanity mm-hmm. yeah. of Rasputin, and, and which which really brings into question for me the, the I, I I don't know how much is exaggeration. I don't know how much is hyperbole. I still don't. Um, as and we far never as his, will. yeah, as far as his actual life, I mean, how much of this was. And, and I'm sure he played it to the crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, 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 and I agree with you. I, I, I think he was a keen observer. He played the part that he had to play. But I, I almost want to say that I kind of believe that he tried to be a faithful man. And by faithful, I'm not talking about with his wife, obviously. I'm talking about <laughs> right, yeah. a, 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 man a, man, a man of faith. Yeah. Well, he comes back from that first pilgrimage a true, like, a truly repentant man. Right. He gets on the wagon. He does kind of back off some of the lechery for a little bit. Um, and he seems to want to devote himself purely to spiritual practice. Right. Um, 
And and there are some sides of the Russian Orthodoxy so, Church that have canonized him. Mm-hmm. I, I well, well, what what I was going to say is that it, 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 it's actually for for somebody that that struggles with uh, you know being a man of faith and lechery. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. uh, you try very 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 hard, mm-hmm. and at the same time, just because well. This is going to sound stupid. DMX. DMX went to his grave talking about his faith in Jesus Christ. He was a crackhead. Yeah. It's the same kind of idea. It's this, I, I'm a mess. My weaknesses are a test from right. God. It's, it's, it's that right. mindset. It's, yeah. you know, this is an obstacle. This is a test of my faith. This is a chance for me to exhibit my faith, my piety. But it doesn't mean that I'm not a man of faith. Exactly. No, so, I, mean, I mean, there's a, there's the people I know. A lot of the people I know with the most sincere religious faith are some of the most flawed. Mm-hmm. Kanye West. Hmm. No, he's Antonio Ye- Brown. He's Jesus. <laughs> like these guys just hanging out together, talking about how like great God is, and how much. Unfortunately for them, it's like how much better He made them than literally everybody else, and how perfect they are. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you think that people that use faith like that, I don't right. think that Rasputin used faith like that. No, I it, well no. that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm yeah, saying it was, that it was I more think, it was more of a shield than a sword. I think it was. I think I, th- I, th- I, I think, think that's a good way I, to put it. I, I think that he may, and this is why I say it, I don't know. I I think he really had a sincere heart. He wanted to be what he claimed to be when he went on these pilgrimages. When he was doing these things in the name of the Lord, I don't think he was—he was being insincere. I don't think he was using that for a political ploy. That said, life gets in the way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I—I <laughs> I have a very hard time, and this—this piggybacks on what you just said, Padre. Trying to figure out like what his motivations were. Even I—I I don't know what I feel that his motivations were. Did he? Did he think that he could use this to gain, you know, all this wealth, all these lofty positions? I don't know. I don't think he used it for gain. I think he just kind of had them. I think I, those were just I, a well, thing. And that's a, exactly. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I do not know this man's motivations. Well, he, I, came, I, he came from the peasantry. Correct. So, look, I, I don't, let's not make it so lofty. Let's not make it about religion. If you were, hell, we're all poor here, right? If you had the opportunity to be in the ear of a Jeff Bezos or a Bill Gates, someone who could affect the lives of millions of people underneath them, and well, you just come is, from this. This is less, less Gates and, and Bezos and more... Joe Biden. Well, I deliberately took it out of the political. I, I mean, I'm talking about the influence. If you had the influence yeah, you're, to you're, make you're... a million people's lives better because you've just come from where we've come from. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't know how aspirational Grigory Rasputin was. Yeah. I, I, I think his motivations were probably a little more selfish than that. And actually, this gets into the thing I found most surprising about this story. I went in with the view that Rasputin, and maybe this is just something 
that I absorbed over years and years and years of, of hearing stories about Rasputin, but never studying those stories. I always assumed him to be a bit more of a, a manipulative, uh, Svengali-type figure, that he was trying to really... That, that his machinations did involve, you know, controlling the Tsar and, and the Tsarina. It, it wasn't about that, I don't think. I don't either. I think he... I mean, we, we went over this. I, we know we. I think we all agree he was a keen observer. Right. I think we all agree he was also a very good improviser. Yeah. Um. In spite of all of his flaws, uh, particularly when he was still sober. If uh, only I, became, I could be that good. It's I. <laughs> trust me, we'd have a lot more listeners to this podcast if we were as good at improvising as he was. Exactly. But it's. I I I found him to be a little more just, kind of rolling with it. I think he rolled with it. I think he was kind of realizing what he was he he had lucked into, and he said, "You know what? Let's just see how this goes. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see what I can get out of it in terms of, uh, uh, I don't know, ego affirmation. Let's see what I can get out of it in terms of food and drink. Let's see what I can get out of it in terms of sex. Let's see what I can get out of it. Maybe there was what see what I can get out of it to make my family's life comfortable. There was a point, and I can't remember was it episode three or episode four." When and Kyle brought it up, and we discussed this, and I think we came to the conclusion at that point that one of the big things was there was a point in Rasputin's life where he realized what he was, mm-hmm. and he leaned into it, and then he took it from there. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the switch, in my opinion. He wasn't ignorant of the position he held or the power he held. He, yeah. he was absolutely aware right. of that. He must have been. Yeah, and I think he, going off on the improv, improvisational part of him, I think he just yes-anded so much that mm-hmm. he never really knew what he, what he was going for, what was going to happen next, where he was going to end up. And when he did find out what the end game was, he was just like, Yes, and I, th- I think he had a lot of moments of, holy shit, they bought that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I also back it yeah. up, going, damn. Huh. But I mean, even to that the worked. point where he, he, he looked was, over at the bartender, uh, push his hand out, and go, "You will get me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I will free Willie on the table, and you'll just <laughs> kick me out." Uh, but it was like. I mean, even to the point where he was expecting his own death, he was just like, yeah, and. If it happens this way, this is what's going to happen. If it happens that way, this is how it's, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting, too. You know, we covered this in the final episode of really stop, stopping to examine all the different cultural lenses that people try to view him through mm-hmm. and how they compete. It's, it, I mean, it, just in itself, you could do a major sociological study and his, uh, historiographical study on with just Rasputin as the sub, the coverage of Rasputin as the subject. Uh, everything from the the journalism of the time to academic papers and media about him in the competing lenses, in the anti-communist lens, through a communist lens, through a Western lens, actually through the variety of Western lenses because everybody saw him in a slightly different way. Um, it's... I, I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that. 
I well, I mean, you 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 mentioned it when you brought up Edward Rizvinsky. Um, that, that was written in that was published in two thousand. By the way, I did two thousand. Okay, out. yeah. So that was in a that was in a post Soviet context. Yeah, like I said, night late nineties. I couldn't remember exactly. So he did his research in the nineties. Um, yeah, it, it like you know, so many different descriptions of what the guy even looked like based on friend or foe. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually want to ask you guys another question. Yeah. What is there about Rasputin that you most want to continue learning about him? For me, his past. Mm. Like, I I was so amazed at so much, how much information was available in his past. Being a peasant person in a small town that really nobody knew about except some photographer uh, that took a picture of it in early 1900s it's i i find it interesting too that most of the coverage of rasputin's past is contemporary with his life most of the exploration of rasputin's early life does not come from modern scholarship it comes from investigations happening at the time right it comes from russian journalists it comes from uh european journalists because there were a lot of french and english journalists who liked to cover him too right uh even before the war uh, but especially during the war, once they became yeah, it was of, you know, none of the research of Rasputin's early life happened while Rasputin was alive. Yeah. That's got to be taken into context. Which is which kind of brings me to, to to what I would love to really do a deep dive on, and that's journalism, particularly Russian journalism, from 1910 to 1925. Because anything anything post Soviet is going to be viewed in the context of what the Soviet Union taught. You know the stuff that we that comes out from TASS and Pravda, mm-hmm. as far as that's concerned. Unless it's but underground that ear, writing. <clears throat> that 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 era of journalism from 1910 particularly that's where i put the the back the backstop to 1925 when they started reinventing who rasputin was supposed to be mm-hmm. um and, 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 and i say that in the context of you know we've all read 1984 where there's this you are not meant to believe what actually was. Right. You know, the 13th hour. We go into the Winston Smith stuff. That, for me, Rasputin would be a great study on that. Mm -hmm. Because here is this person that's, you know, known by the czar, and you, you can see the downfall, you can see the those pieces and then you can see the build up of the Bolsheviks and it's also how that changes. It's also interesting because you're seeing the coverage of Rasputin at the time, the contemporary coverage, butting up against what's the limits of our press freedom. What right. can we say about him? What can right. we imply about him? Who can right. we tie him to? These exactly. are all fascinating, fascinating forces. Yeah, like, and this is a case of history is wrought by the victors right. for somebody who is almost always on the losing side. Yeah. Right. You know, things, even when things were going well for Rasputin, then Alexander, 
He was pissing somebody off. Votes yeah. for the Duma, right. which Alexander said was the his biggest regret was the Duma. Right. And I mean, honestly, it, he no longer has the consolidated power, and now you have these people who hate Rasputin in the same governing body. You know, whenever they have to, they have to work alongside one another. Right. My thing about Rasputin is my the thing that I knew about Rasputin, at least that I thought that I knew about Rasputin is that he was the villain. That's just simply not the case. No. He was I, yeah. was he a good dude? No. But was he this monster whispering lies into the into the ears of of the Tsar and Tsarina and the Tsars? They like all like into all, poisoning the royal family. Like no. No, he wasn't. But what no. I mean was he telling them was he guiding them on how to govern? Yeah, that was his fucking job. But he was doing it as he was doing as an what they were asking Christian. him to do. Right? Yeah, they were asking him for spiritual advice on how they could lead the Russian people. And again, I think that again falls into line with history is wrought by the victors mm-hmm. because like yeah. it, you also bring up an interesting point. This is a story without a villain, really, because Nicholas is not a villain. Nicholas, he doesn't. Nicholas was much more. Um, he was much more sympathetic. Yeah. Than, He's a victim I, of I circumstance. Yeah, he never wanted the job. No, right? No, yeah. No, but when, when you walk into a room and your granddad's got no legs, <laughs> I mean, I mean you gotta but, fit through through a, a very large chunk of of Nicholas being the czar, he just was on a yacht. Yeah, he he didn't do anything. He didn't want he didn't want the job. He just wanted to hang out on his yacht all How day with his family. To, how am I supposed? And his wizard. What advice do you have for being a good czar grandfather? Kill me. Some people have greatness thrust I, upon them. He had half of his grandfather thrust <laughs> upon them. <laughs> and they just kept changing the yeah. uniforms. Mm-hmm. But nobody, yeah, nobody here has a, has a villainous motivation. Uh, not not, I, not I Alexandra, not Nicholas, no, not I, Rasputin. Not I even mean, Felix Yusupov. Not even Prince Yusupov is really a villain here. I I kind of disagree with that. Hmm. I didn't Iliador really cut his dick off. I was going to say Iliador Iliador is a villain. No. Yeah. Iliador was Theophon. an actual. Theophon was the one. Who yeah. Was the yeah. Yeah. Iliador, yeah. The other, Iliador the other mad monk. Because yeah. of course, what good story only has one. I mean, he was the well, actual he, domestic we, terrorist. We, we do have penis chopping in here, though. Yeah, so th- th- there's and, but different... all good stories do. Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of Darth felt Vader. <laughs> <laughs> it's assumed. <laughs> I kind of felt a little sympathetic for Rasputin. Almost, you just said Darth Vader. Almost in the same light that you kind of feel a little sympathy watching the Anakin to Darth Vader story unfold. Um, it. I felt like, you know, he was a victim of his circumstances and he did make enemies along the way. And some of those were very, very powerful enemies. <laughs> that is true. Well, it, but it also means that Rasputin fits perfectly into the kind of story we like well, to tell. Well, exactly. And I think they do this going in. That, yeah, that, because that's the funny part. There, there's no point in us covering the people who are utter monsters. Right. Normally, it's a we have a much much better storytelling. Yeah. Wait experience. for wait for our twenty four uh, twenty four year series on Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Longer than I Hitler was Hitler. around. Fuck that dude. <laughs> after Mike, you know, the more I hear except about this, for his dog. After like, Mike Malloy was like covering one of my Ted favorite Bundy things. <laughs> you know, the more I hear about this Hitler guy, the less I like him. <laughs> it's uh, no. Um, but yeah, we do, we don't. 
it's not really fun for us, nor is it, I think, entertaining for you, the listener, when we cover people who are just absolute monsters. Right. And, you know, a lot of people see Rasputin as being one of history's monsters. And, he just and he's isn't. not. No. He isn't. He was not. And, and was, again, like, I, I just, the one, I, I just, I don't get his motivation. I don't, I don't think he's a sympathetic figure. Maybe. Uh, I think he moves in and out of it. Yeah. yeah, he definitely yeah. toes a line. I mean, the guy, he thought he was doing the right thing. He just like getting hammered all the time. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think right there, there with you, buddy. Yeah, we've I, all been there. I think there's four of us at a, at this table that feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very, very, very close to this The story. one thing yeah. I really learned about Rasputin is he was a bad drunk. In, in yes. 1905, he was a bad drunk. In 1905, you couldn't get a DUI on a horse. <laughs> it... it, it um, also, uh, one you of could things. get you you could get beat with a fucking fence. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite moment. I just and another, like story. I don't I don't buy into. I think Kyle leaned a little more heavily that way. Is that he was very cunning? I don't think he was. I think Rob kind of had it with. He was an excellent observer. He was really good at reading a room. Yeah. But I don't think he was actively trying to get people to be on his side to build up, you know, power behind him to get to this lofty. Well, I, I don't think that was the case. I simply think it happened. Well, let's be honest with any of us. It, 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 the four of us sitting here. If any one of us could walk into a room, walk into a bar, we, we're, we're in the service industry. We know this, you know, walk into a bar and we connect with somebody. And that somebody connects with somebody else. And the next thing you know, all right, now we're talking to the, you know, talking to the mayor of Pittsburgh. We're talking to Ed Gainey. Are you talking to, are and you then, telling the story of how the that, Bob Crane sex cult is yeah. actually going to get started? It's already, it already it, has. It already has. <laughs> we have members that you don't even know. You make a very good point. Carry anyway, on. Anyway. I, I, so, I withdraw the statement. He's got a mm. senator in his pocket. <laughs> In my pocket, in my living room when I get home. <laughs> it's Lindsey Graham. Hello. <laughs> I was going to say, it's eligible bachelor, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, but who's the bottom? Uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> no, in it's, so it's, many ways, he is definitely it's, it's the Lindsay bottom. <laughs> or Lindsey Buckingham, one of the two. Anyway, so it's, the point is, you know, okay. So I meet the, you know, you meet the, you meet, you meet the Bay of Pittsburgh. Next thing you know, you're, you're hanging around in circles in Harrisburg. Then Harrisburg turns into Washington. And the whole time you are having to react to where your place is. And, and that's, going back to where that's why I think, and I, I don't call him sympathetic, mm -hmm. but he knew how to read a room. Oh, yeah. I, but it, yeah. I, he also didn't change his pattern of behavior. No. Right. No. You know, he was always the fence-stealing horse thief. Yeah. Right. We yeah. all know a lot of right. people who've managed to fail upwards. Luke Ravenstall. <laughs> Kamal Harris. It, it, I, <laughs> it, it, uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> It, no, he just sucked. A, no, yeah. he just he, he just sucked, sucked a lot of way to the top. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, um, yeah. It, oh, it's, by the way, did you say Lindsey Buckingham? I, I said it. Uh, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham didn't 
suck his dick the way to the top. The joy of Lindsey Buckingham is every two years, Fleetwood Mac gets together just so they can fire Lindsey Buckingham. Yep. <laughs> it's so it, it, it's you know we were talking about this earlier in the series. I forget which episode, but we were talking about was Rasputin lucky or good. I think he Forrest Gumped his way to the top. I think the answer is kind of yes. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, I don't. I, I don't he call it Forrest Gumping. No, because it wasn't dumb. It wasn't dumb luck. Well, I'm not it, was, it was. It was just. Forced, it was, he was and, always it, who he was, and he ended up finding his well, way into more and more. But see, that's service. why I don't call it. That's I, why I don't call it Forrest Gumping. He doesn't. I, I'm he taking doesn't the fact that Forrest luck. Gump is autistic out of the this, this, <laughs> the thought. When I say he's Forrest no, Gumping, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, he he calculated the next move. I I don't know. That's that's I, where I have reservations. I could I, be wrong. I, I think he don't had a, think he calculated. I think he had a lot of moments. And of, I wasn't calling autistic people dummy. <laughs> I think he had a lot of moments of, well, let's see what happens here, and if it fails, at least I ended up way beyond my station. Right. The, yeah. The <laughs> improv. Yeah. Um, it also uh, he he could force. Although it's a shame that he was was killed by Felix Yusupov because he really could have. Gone the full Forrest Gump and ended up in space with Raquel Welch and the Monkey and the Monkey Mucks. Right. Yeah. Full Gump and Company. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have well, to. That would have been, that now, Yusupov, been in the first book. Yusupov was definitely cunning, mm-hmm. cruel. Closest thing to a villain in this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there there are a couple bad guys in this story. Mm-hmm. They just aren't Rasputin. Yeah. And yeah, even right. Yusupov's yeah. motivation is. We know Yusupov's motivation. Right. Or at least the motivation he wanted us to think he had, which was, I'm doing this to save Russia. Um, and it just backfired. I'm... Well, no, it fired quite well, actually. <laughs> well, it well, not for Russia. He had to do several times. <laughs> yeah, I meant not for yeah, Russia. Not, yeah, not not his plot, which did kind of work eventually. Yeah. But uh, as far as Russia went, like, was, was Rasputin a linchpin? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I really don't see the Bolsheviks not... Not getting it done. Yeah, I think uh, Russia still yeah. loses the war with yeah. or without Rasputin. Yeah, I, I don't think it it alters too much of Russian history. Plus, you I haven't heard my rant yet. Clearly, because like <laughs> Lenin, none of these guys are are going to keep him around. No, I right. Well, like he's he would be in the room with the royal family. Yeah, he has as much. And of an for some reason, they're not. They do. Well, do you know why? One of the things that, and and this is something I didn't mention in the series, one of the things that bothers me so much about the Soviets, about the Bolsheviks, is that they changed their names. I know that seems stupid. What I find interesting is that's the only thing about them that bothers you. If you had said many, many times. There's a million and a half things that bothers me. Big (laughs) fan of the Soviets are, Michael. What? What? (laughs) bothers me about the beginning of the Bolshevik Revolution was, okay, we, we, we talk about our revolutionaries, George Washington, John Adams. These men stood up to the crown. They stood up to the empire of the world at the time. And they hung their hats on it. They hung their, their names on it. Vladimir Lenin, uh, Leon Trotsky, men like that did not. Coming in in minute 84, kicking a goal when you're right. up 5-0. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So I, I, I think that kind of plays into it for me, and not, and not in the fact that I actually was a sailor during the Cold War. So fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I think that plays a lot to how I see Rasputin because a lot of the information we have about Rasputin was given to us through that lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also let's let's not get ourselves. If Rasputin hadn't, if Rasputin had survived the use, uh, survived Yusupov, and he, and it gets to the time of the revolution, Rasputin either escapes Russia, escapes to France, Britain, wherever he escapes to, or the Bolsheviks kill his ass dead. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to take Rasputin. You might no. take Nicholas and and Alex and that, but like you you are not. Taking Rasputin, he you, would, you don't. You've saw, you've seen what he's capable he, of. Me, me, me he Rasputin sat probably in had. a barn for twenty four hours, disemboweled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, me thinks that he probably would have taken the same play that a lot of his spiritual rivals from Russia did, like Feofan or um, or uh, 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 Iliador. He can escape, but he doesn't do it as a high profile person. He escapes into obscurity. I I think if anything, he escapes to some monastery outside of Russia. Yeah, and probably maybe Greece, down Belarus or somewhere. Or, yeah, yeah, and just lives mm. his life as a as a monk. Doesn't even lives his life as a hermit. Or has, has no contact with his family. Nothing. Or he gets reincarnated. They bring him back to lead the Nazi armies. And he has to be taken on by Hellboy, which is well, why he we, well, sorry, which is he why was, we he was dragged, resurrected. No, 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 out they, of hell, dragged out guys, of hell. guys, guys. This is why we had to kill Kyle 5.0, <laughs> <laughs> so we could drag Kyle out of hell later to lead our armies. No, because oh you know, god, if it's Kyle, we're and, and we we got the we we mixed we mixed the Nazi DNA. And you know, honestly, I've been watching this test tube over here, and I'm thinking that we should probably discard this sample and start again. <laughs> oh, god. It's not looking no, no, right. No, no, no. He's saying hi. He's not sigiling. Oh. <laughs> he's, 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 he's giving us directions. Go down Main Street. Take the third right. Um, I uh, I think now. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to handle uh, Kyle. Sigma Prime, uh, which we, or whichever one we have growing right now. And I think that's going to be uh, that we're going to wrap it up for the evening. So, again, uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging in through this whole huge, huge series and the absolute beast that it was for us. This and the absolute was beast amazing. That I'm sure yeah, it was this for is you. One of my but, God damn, what a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a really good one. Yeah. This and, was a really good one. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to be doing some kind of rapid-fire one-parters, a little bit lighter, a little bit... Uh, not as stringent of a research process, although we're going to bring you the best research we can, but it's not going to be uh, as deep as this. Um, yeah, we're going to be covering, like we said, Mike Malloy. We're going to be having another crime oh, caper story crap. coming up. I, I studied Iron Mike Tyson. Mm, different story. So, yeah, screwed that one up. The Mike Tyson one could be pretty cool. I, I'm really digging his new character arc. Yeah. I forget, where the hell was he the other day? He was clearly just on mushrooms, and they were just beating his ass. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's. Gonna be- you know what? I want to do a study. I, I look. We're gonna. Here's our roundup on Mike Tyson. I want to do a study on the people that just like walk up behind him and just start poking him. Like, what? 
What why? do you expect to happen? <laughs> why poke the bear? Literally. Yeah. Why? I mean, hey man, I'm gonna fuck with Mike Tyson, and you're going to end up in a coma. <laughs> At best, the guy got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, that guy got lucky. That dude was fucking with him on a plane. That dude got lucky. Tyson's fucking crazy. Why would you? Why would you fuck with Mike Tyson? Period. Well, he definitely had brain damage after. (laughs) Maybe he did before. I do want to thank you guys for letting me on. Yeah, and, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, this, I, I hope I did so not tell us take about... any listenership away from you by being here. Mm-hmm. No, no, you probably added. Keith, I hope we didn't take any listenership away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about your thing. Um, actually, we've been uh, boosting up. We're over 900 now. We're heading towards that cusp of 1,000, which is Where can they find neat. you so that everybody listening can subscribe? Uh, you can find us on uh, on YouTube at Thrifty Whiskey. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Thrifty Whiskey. Um, and uh, Twitter, not so much. I work that one, and I'm not too good. <laughs> uh, but... Just stick to YouTube, man. Yeah. The rest, yeah. of, the rest of social media is such a goddamn cesspool. Yeah. Spe- speaking of that cesspool, where can people find us in that cesspool, Chris? If you want to find us, you can simply drop us a line at trrpod at gmail If you have anything you'd like to suggest as an episode, much like Keith, our dear friend, did, uh, you can send one there. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast trr, Instagram at trrpod, uh, where I will be posting a picture of the infamous jar. Mm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, just at Thieves, Rogues, and Renegades. And if you want to join the crew like our dear friend Keith did, you can find us at patreon.com slash trrpod. And uh, that's going to be it from uh, here in the kitchen. I, oh, I really? Get, really? I, that's going to be it. I do want to give a warning to anybody out there. If you do suggest, they are going to tie you up, bring you into Chris's uh, kitchen, and sit you down in front of a microphone and make you talk about it for six weeks. Keith, not our fault that you forgot <laughs> yeah. the safe word. <laughs> It is not our fault. Hey, look, just because I just, we black bag Keith every Monday or Tuesday up in uh, up in Butler and drag him down here, we gave you, we it's gave you breathing very... holes. We gave you breathing holes. Hey. I don't want to hear it. You have strong. You're hey. a diver. You have strong. Hey, I mean, as far as as far as the safe word goes, it is very very hard to say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> after you've had about four beers. It's only thirty minutes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So for myself. From uh, there, from there is a, from... there is an elephant in the room. Oh yeah, technically speaking, it's a horse in the room. Go on. I have so much fucking respect for Mike Garnett. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> for for three months, he has been holding in all of the horse cock jokes, <laughs> and apparently, I'm not allowed. <laughs> and we simply used the the ever the ever looming threat so, of that. So. I'm... This dick so, of Damocles so hanging apparently, over. Apparently, the demographic says, <laughs> and if you if you look at me, I'm holding my quote fingers up. The demographic says, I'm not allowed to say horse dick. You are allowed to say horse dick. Am I? But fuck you, dude. <laughs> But I not when Kyle has the, the whiteboard because Kyle got very aggressive with it. Yeah. So what we are going to do, and Mike <laughs> did right, and I, like I've seen it. There's Jesus a lot of words Christ. here. This is going to be the end of our fucking. Career. To our dear friends on Patreon, we are going to to put up an exclusive. I'm fucking canceled. That's what the fuck it is, and potentially video. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm I can figure out a way to make this work. Of really letting Padre get this off his chest. I, he has I, a bit, I, I, you know and what? it is I, happening. I, I, Look, I'm going straight Chappelle, dude. I, 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 I'm going straight what, you're Chappelle. Moving, you're moving to uh, rural Ohio. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to disappear public, for five years. I'm, going, I'm, I'm going straight to middle West Virginia because that's where my people are. Yeah, I saw that scene, too. Yeah, I've given up $50 million. Poor Ned that, that was a pig, not wait, a horse. Wait, 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 wait. Where, where are our $50 million? I thought you had Shit! it. Shit! <laughs> So yeah, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna let Mike have his piece on our Patreon feed. So if you're yeah, there, interested in hearing, there was the looming threat of a just absolute rant. So now I'm allowed to say it, right? Oh, you're absolutely allowed to say it. Horse cock. <laughs> Anyhow, that's one. So you only get six in your rant. Yeah. So we're we're going. <laughs> Wait, to, I only have not, three when what I've written. So we're going that's to. We're going to it's, like. it's that in conjunction with certain sarinas. Yeah. If so, uh, yeah, just so that Mike doesn't fully between show me. So that yeah. yeah, just so that Mike doesn't completely blow a gasket. And because it's are, very funny. And because I read it's the very bit, funny. It's very yeah. good. You guys are paying for my fucking blood pressure medication. We are. I don't, we are it. going to you let. Better you better start a fucking pool. I got a bar behind you. you we are me? going to <laughs> let you have That's a full screed medication. about the conjunction of equine carnality and Russian monarchs, and you will get your chance, buddy. And the only We're way to find that, there. dear friends, is to go to www.patreon.com slash trrpod. For as little as $1 a month, you two can listen to Mike absolutely tear into us and Catherine the Great and Horse Appendages. Yep. Oh, I thought he was doing Catherine the Mediocre. <laughs> so from my, so from myself, Rob North, from Chris Miller, from Michael Arnett, from the absent Kyle Graper, and from our good friend Keith Volhop here in the kitchen... We'll uh, we'll see you later. Unless, Mike, you have anything else to add about Russian monarchs? Didn't think so. Hold fast. <laughs> <laughs>